1: happening, weirdos? I'm, I'm actually back in Los Angeles, which is super exciting because I'm going to be doing a couple of live shows. One, uh, which is unlike anything I've done before, kind of. Uh, the first show is October 13th. I'm going to be doing stand up with some wonderful friends. Then on November 9th, these are all at Largo in LA. November 9th, I'm going to be doing a show called Peter's Writing a Book. I've talked for a, a while now about how I'm writing a book about God and what I'm doing is uh, reading parts of it, talking parts of it, taking questions. I'll also obviously be doing some comedy because we have to keep it light and fun, having some guests and probably some music. But if you want a little glimpse or a little preview or maybe even uh, a possibility of, um, you know, influencing the book, because I do want to hear what people are wondering about or, or have comments and questions about, come to Largo on November 9th for Pete is Writing a Book. And then on December 7th, also at Largo, I'll be doing another Pete Living at Largo stand-up show, which is going to be super fun. Go to largo-la.com for tickets. We didn't decide who who this episode is. Oh, let's do Veer Das. It's been so long. Uh, This was completely unintentional. This one kind of got put to the side for a while, uh, shelved. But this is Veer Das, who has a Netflix special out right now, which is wonderful. I'm forgetting what it's called. Katie's going to look up what it's called. Uh, but Veer was amazing. it got shelled because I was in the in the hustle of making uh, crashing and moving to New York and all that stuff. but it is wonderful, yeah. wonderful conversation it 's called a broad understanding abroad a b r o a d like abroad. Uh, he did two specials, one in India and one in New York City and kind of meshed them together. A very, very interesting idea, which we discuss. I do want to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. These are our dear friends. I don't know what you guys are up to out there, but chances are you need a website. And Squarespace is here to give you beautifully designed templates and customizable features, creating a beautiful website for you that is simple and it's intuitive to do and fun to do. All you need to do is simply add and arrange the content with a simple click of a mouse. Start your trial today at squarespace.com and our offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to my wonderful Pete's Picks. I took a whole bunch of Alpha Brain today because I was editing all day and then came to uh, this podcast. So I was not running on fumes, thankfully. Because of Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is a nootropic, which means it's like a vitamin for your noggin. It's like fish food for your ideas. It's not a stimulant like coffee. In fact, I take it before I go to bed because it gives me far out trippy dreams, but it is uh, earth grown ingredients that support memory, focus, and concentration. So basically, anything that I do that requires my brain, which is pretty much everything I do, whether it be uh, stand up, doing a podcast, certainly, I just took three of them before this podcast, <laughs> writing a script, editing, it doesn't matter. I consider AlphaBrain sort of like a secret weapon to help me think, concentrate, and focus. Helps me communicate, helps me listen, helps me remember. I don't know if you're in school. I don't know if you're in a creative endeavor. Chances are, if you're using your noggin, if you love it as much as I do, you're going to shit your pants. And if you want to try Alpha Brain, go to com slash weird, and you will get 10% off. The other Pete's Pick, which I've been taking also lately because I've been traveling a lot lately, and frankly, I've been under a bit of stress, sometimes experiencing some anxiety associated with those things, I Swear by Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. We had the Stanley Brothers on as guests on this podcast. They were wonderful, truly tuned in, interesting, smart guys. This is hemp oil, which means it's made from the... uh, I, can I say the weed, the hemp plant? I suppose, but they take the THC part out so it is not psychoactive. All that remains is CBD, which I always say gives me a healthy, happy glow that I love and swear by. It doesn't get you high in the sense that you're stoned or like have a hard time remembering or watch Mr. Belvedere's first season on iTunes. It just helps me laugh a little bit easier, takes away some aches and pains. This is all for me. I'm just saying this anecdotally. It reduces my anxiety and a lot of weirdos that I've met say it does the same for them as well. I get the Everyday Advanced. It's the most expensive bottle, but you can literally just take a few drops and you will feel the effects. Some people have complained that the Everyday isn't strong enough. I say go Everyday Plus or stronger, go Mint Chocolate. That's my favorite flavor. It tastes like a Thin Mint and makes you feel better than a Thin Mint. If you want 10% off, go to CWHemp.com and use uh, promo code Keep It Crispy at checkout and enjoy the wonders and healing benefits. Of hemp oil. Uh, again, thank you to our friends at Squarespace. Guys, come on. I don't know what your next big idea might be, but count on Squarespace to help you create an eye-catching online platform that brings it to life. You know these things. You've heard me say this before. Whether you need a portfolio, a blog, a store, whatever it is that you need to get on the web, Squarespace is there to help you do it quickly and fun and look like an expert right from the start. You even get a unique domain which strengthens your brand and makes it easier for visitors to find you. Plus, with their award-winning templates, creating a beautiful website is a simple and intuitive process. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. It's just a bunch of clicking. And in case you aren't good at clicking, they have award-winning 24-7 customer support that can help you with any problem, no matter how large or small. It's like your own personal IT department. So, what are you waiting for? Make your next move and start your free trial at squarespace.com today and enter offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, it's not their slogan, but fucking get into it. (laughs) Make a website already. Okay, guys, enjoy Veer Das. I am going to be at Largo October 13th, November 9th, and December 7th. And as I said, November 9th is a special show because I'm going to be workshopping live portions of my book about spirituality and getting feedback, taking questions, comments, all that sort of stuff. So it's going to be super fun, guests and music, and the other two shows are stand-up as well. Hope you can make it out, Largo-LA.com for tickets. Okay, that's it. Enjoy Veer Das. How's it going? It's good, man. Have Is some that, water. We're recording, but please take a beat. You just now hmm. arrived.
0: I've just now arrived.
1: Um, what are you doing uh, in Los Angeles?
0: I am um, releasing my Netflix special.
1: Yeah, it's out. It's out. I was just watching it this morning. Yeah, it's, it's great. Good job. Thank you, man. You feel thank good you. about it?
0: I feel good. It's um, it appears to be funny. So, <laughs> you know
1: Evidenced by all the people laughing Yes Well you did a very unique thing With the uh, With the Thousands of uh, New Delhi Yes uh, Audience yes. And hundreds Literally 200
0: 181 people Is that right? In, in a basement in New York Who had no clue who I was I kind of nice. love it I yeah. love
1: the, the courage That that would take to uh you know, uh, we, we've we had other people on the podcast that have like international success, which yeah. is mm-hmm. talk about Hollywooding somebody. I'm Americaing <laughs> you now by saying... That's fine. Not relevant in America must be international.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's called the ROW, rest of the world. <laughs> so <laughs> so whenever we make fun of you guys, we're like, there's America and then there's the ROW, yes. which is the rest of the world. Well,
1: so. America, <clears throat> I, I wonder what your perception is. <laughs> I've, I've heard it ex- described that America is like the teenager of the world. Have you ever heard that? Like, we're newer, we're still kind of fresh, we're kind of insolent a little bit, we act out a little bit.
0: I feel like you're, you're the hot girl in high school.
1: We're the hot girl in high yeah, school? Yeah, I feel like that's, oh, that's better.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but we haven't graduated from high school yet. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you peaked in high school or not, we don't know. Cause, <laughs> because we haven't made it to college yet. You know what I mean? But we're still in high school and you're still cool and you're kind of leading the pack right now, so. We might be peaking, though. You never know.
1: We might be the sad country at the reunion... That everyone looks at us and they're like, they were so hot in high school.
0: I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like it's really fashionable to shit on America, especially if you're American. Oh, I'm not
1: even trying to lead you, you down know, that path. Yeah,
0: but, <laughs> but, but I feel like, I mean, look, at the end of the day... We're all showing up from across the world from for a reason, right? At the end of the day, like to come all, to America. To come to America, we're, we're all getting on that plane for a reason because this is kind of where the good art is happening. So well, th-
1: that must be the predicament. There's that French uh, comedian as well. I'm, I'm Gad. Gad, yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. Gad is going through something similar yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Gad is very, uh, very, very big in Paris. Yes, and then he comes here and he has to kind of start over. Mm-hmm. Has it, but that it wasn't your experience. I, I don't. I can't imagine. You're speaking English.
0: I am. <laughs> I think <laughs> not just currently but yeah. in
1: New Delhi you do your act in English I'm a,
0: I'm a completely English comedian right yeah. do
1: you do your act in Hindi ever no so you just... Okay, so you're he is translating.
0: Because I, I think he thinks in French. So I think in English.
1: Yes. You know what I mean? I think he thinks in French too. And yeah. that's not an insult. I think that's what makes his story kind of yeah.
0: unique. But yeah. his first writing must be French. And then he's just translating over.
1: Right. You know? But then there's also something that I have to imagine you encountered as well, which is there's a sense of humor. You don't even have to go really far into the R.O.W. Mm-hmm. to experience... Uh, like when, when there's Montreal, there's just the yeah. laughs, which I'm assuming you've been a part of.
0: I've done, like... Ten minutes are just for laughs. So oh, okay. Stay, like now this year I'll do like a larger thing, but there you go. Yeah. Well,
1: because so many people are traveling mm-hmm. to Montreal, it's not really like a true uh, Montreal uh, audience. Yeah. But you do like one of the things that the comedians notice, at least I notice every time I'm there, is you see the street performers, and it's like clowns. this yeah. is, I'm I'm being broad here, but it's like clowns, and they're mm-hmm. falling over, yeah. and then they bend over, and someone blows a trumpet, and they're like woo, and it's like just different, yeah. like something that's considered. Corny in America, very close to America, is considered like funny. Now, please, my Canadian weirdos, know that that you can't please everybody. I'm just talking about what I would see. And I'm like, we're here at this festival where everyone's trying to be as cool as possible. And you'd walk by like something that my dad would find hilarious. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Do you find a different taste in American comedy? I mean, I I have to say that I see it. Like Louis talking about his kids and really venting in that confessional style doesn't necessarily seem to be what other places are doing.
0: So, I, I mean, the two things that I did notice is, is that, I mean, look, Americans are possibly the most seasoned comedy crowd in the world, right? So you've seen everything. You've seen every right. form of stand-up comedy and therefore you're making sort of informed choices, allegedly, right? Yeah. Um, act-outs. Like, Americans tend to not like a lot of performance comedy. You know You I mean? know,
1: I've heard an interesting theory about that because you performed in New York yeah. and we're just like, there's no space.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We'd like to bend over yeah. and have a trumpet blow. That's not true. But you, you, I saw a clip of you at the mm. Laugh Factory. And yeah. That is that is the place for act-outs. Yeah. It's a big, bright state. Yeah. There's room. If yeah. you want to mime a little person getting on a, a horse, and yeah. it's very difficult, uh, you can do that for 45 minutes to wild applause at the Laugh Factory. But typically in New York, you're stuck in a corner and you're going to be talking from your brain.
0: That's kind of why I wanted New York for the specialist because I felt like, it it feels like they're the the most ruthless comedy crowd in America. Would that be fair to say? Yeah,
1: I I wouldn't agree with that, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, Here's what I mean. You go to Chicago, they're so much even less impressed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And
1: they're colder. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like New York, mm, I'm agreeing that they're tough. Yeah. But I'm also like, it seems to be like, they're savvy and if you're okay i don't know what you tell me your experience
0: so i mean for me the big thing was so a i shot the special like four days after donald trump won the election right so it was just like it was everybody was just devastated Mm -hmm. when i showed up and then
1: that alone man did you think about postponing it
0: no i so i you were excited i was no i was shitting because because (laughs) i I, I was like you know because i thought hillary would win and then you know, Trump had been on Late Night for, like, he was a topic for two years, right? So so how do I find something new to say about Trump? And then I got a call from Netflix saying, you're the first special that we're filming since he won. Wow. So, like, have something to say. Uh, oh, they told you that? Yeah, pretty much. They you know can do mean? that? They can do that. Open with this! <laughs> no, and they're like, just, just find something interesting <laughs> and unique to say.
1: They encourage you, yeah, you I know? understand.
0: So, to find, like, an an Indian take on Trump was what I really kind of struggled with. Mm. But, I mean, for me, more performing in America... Can, oh, sorry. What I find is, is that, you know, the minute you preface your... Like, to me, I feel like the Indian accent or being Indian has always kind of been a punchline and it's always been
1: I appreciated that you said that in your special you know, I thought that was a fallback
0: uh, for comedians you go to the yeah. accent for the laugh etc well
1: you even call out a, a very common trope Yeah, there's so many microclimates of comedy yeah. in America as as I'm sure you know as I'm sure there are yeah. in India as well and all other parts of the world uh, but one of the tropes that you at- attack and I mean mm-hmm. that lightly is the, the Indian comedian or yeah. the Pakistani comedian that mm-hmm. goes up does an accent, and yeah. then stops doing the accent. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that is your version of the black guy in the all-white audience saying, I'm the only chip in the cookie. Yeah. That is the joke that you make yeah. to address the tension, mm-hmm. question mark, yeah. that there's a non-white, ugh, yeah. I don't like that phrase, mm-hmm. person on stage. Yeah. But you say, like, this is
0: my voice. It's not a punchline. This punch is line. the whole fucking show. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: I'm, obviously, I'm not Indian, but I was like, good for fucking you, man. That's that's bullshit you know Kumail is one of my dearest friends and
0: he's a genius man. he's a genius he's, Yeah,
1: I, I've been friends with him for over a decade and I would sit with him before shows and people would say do a poo do a poo when mm-hmm. you say thank you come again and I'm just like Jesus Christ this yeah. is fucking insane <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you nip that in the bud.
0: but I, I think the minute you say that to like an American crowd, if you preface your show with that, they're just incredibly cool, man, you know what I mean? So right.
1: well you set you're, you're setting the climate in the room. Yeah, and you're and, saying, please don't do
0: that. And so they were like, okay, now this accent will talk about gun control or this accent will talk about something else, and we kind of have to deal with it you right know what I mean and, right. and be okay with that right. And, and so I was nervous about starting that way in New York. And then they turned out being really, really cool. Right. You know? Because I, I don't want to feel like I was patronizing them because I, I didn't know... I mean, they didn't know who I was. We'd never seen each other before, etc. To sort of say, oh, don't make fun of my accent. Or don't... Right. Uh, like, you know, uh, suspend every sort of uh, stereotype that you have about Indian people for two seconds. Right. is, is a big ask at the top of the show. Right.
1: But it is a, it is a, it's been a long-enjoyed, wrongfully so, yeah. uh, stereotype or, or a subtle racism... To go like it's just if you watch, like, uh, I'm thinking like the movie Bad Boys. You see Bad Boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they go to the Seven Eleven, and the mm-hmm. guy's like, he just does, yeah,
0: the slopey accent is what we call it. Slopey, right? the slopey, like, oh, slopey, yeah,
1: slopey's a different race. No. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even mean that, I thought you said slopey. Jesus, I'm not trying to offend anybody, uh, slopey, yeah. Uh, okay, so he does like a slopey thing. How, you know, I worked on the show Outsourced, so I okay. I had a lot of brown people coming in and you with had, no you, accent that had to put it
0: on. Yeah, and you had a lot of white people as, acting as brown people as well. In, in Did the we? I think so. I think you had like a lot of just American guys. Who, I, yeah, probably. You know?
1: Like, you know, the extras would be like, that guy's Mexican. You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> like, any Brown would do. There was, it wasn't. I want to say it wasn't their fault, but of course it was. Who, who else's fault could it be? We
0: but could, man, look at the flip side. Right? You
1: can't find three million Indian people. I mean, <laughs> there, there's, there's plenty.
0: Like, the flip side is this. right? So I, I do Bollywood movies, right? And, yep. and we're the largest film industry in the world. Yep. Um, we do five films a weekend. Very large spectacle musical films. Right Now, in 80 years of making movies, the only role we've ever had for a white guy is evil Western oppressor, right? That's that's the only fucking role we've ever given you guys in 80 years. It's always, kill the Indians. Yeah, that's the yeah, only yeah, line yeah. you get. Yeah. So who are we to complain at a certain level about right. this shit? You know what Well, I mean? our brains enjoy...
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I've been quoting this incessantly because Val, my girlfriend, told me, my fiancé, told me this... Uh, and has really been blowing my mind, is that your brain wants to be on autopilot as much as possible. It's very pleasant to be on autopilot, and that's why we like stereotypes. We go like, white people are this, and when we reinforce that, it doesn't challenge. So when you start your set by saying, I sound like this, but that's not the joke, you're actually asking the audience to make a little effort. It's a little effort, and people are willing to do it. But there's a reason why in Bad Boys, uh, he's just like, you know, does the voice, and and Martin Lawrence is like, give me some juicy fruit. You know what I mean? (laughs) And like, the joke is like, Anyway, so what is the Indian perspective on Trump? That's what you were saying.
0: Um. So I was saying he's kind of like your arranged marriage.
1: Yes, I heard you say that
0: because your parents picked this guy out for you. Yeah, right. Uh, and and you didn't vote for him, and that means you kind of have to make it work. Right. You know, or at least you do know. what Indian girls do and make the man miserable. You know, ah! <laughs> at least spend your time doing that shit.
1: You know what I mean? Really but, drag your feet yeah. for every yeah. event and every. That's brilliant. That's really funny. The thing that uh, flared up in my brain is one of the writers uh, who's still a friend of mine, although I haven't talked to him in a long time. That's Hollywooding somebody.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good friend, good friend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I just mean I'm still very fond of him. Uh, his name was Love. Is that a common name? LUV? yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, so Love uh, Ra- Raki – I, I want to – I'm trying to remember his last name. Anyway, Love Raki uh, told me this thing where he goes like, in India, the idea of your life as a work of art makes no sense. Like there's no – there's more of a communal understanding yeah. of the group entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- also that that just extends into like Hinduism and just like an yeah. overall perspective. Mm-hmm. We are the, the Jesus people. Jesus is the star of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We know the leading man. Sure, he's got the 12 guys, but he's yeah. the leading man and we are all out for ourselves that's our ideology and trump wouldn't you agree this mm-hmm. is my question is the ultimate perversion of get everything you can he literally puts his name on buildings he doesn't give a fuck about other people i don't believe and 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 that's we kind of got what was coming to us seeing as we hoard shit we don't we don't a lot of countries do this but mm-hmm. we certainly hoard we and we're taught that it's a good thing to hoard yeah it's like, it's good that you have a TV in your basement that you don't use. Or like a your, jet,
0: jet ski or a... Uh, exactly. Yeah.
1: My, I come from a dry canoe family. Like, yeah. I, I love my family, but they buy canoes and don't use them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. they just have a nice antique canoe <laughs> in the garage that they don't use.
0: Someday for a bonfire, you have
1: Ah, yeah, right. I wish, yeah. because maybe we will. Yeah. And that'll be very cathartic for me mm-hmm. to burn <laughs> that your dry parents. ass <laughs> canoe. <laughs> because at least it would get some pleasure out of it. But I do think... Uh, again, we don't want to put one too broad of a brush here, but it's like, I do think that is an American value. And I think Trump is the kind of superhero, again, perversion of that, like, I'm number one, I'm going to put my dick in the earth and leave a volcano. So
0: I I feel like, you know, Trump is strangely aspirational in a way, and I'll explain that, right? Mm. In that, look, everybody wants to be in power, everybody wants to be president. You looked at Obama, he was a cool guy, etc., etc. But Trump kind of felt like the guy who got there with the minimum moral work.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. You know, and that is that is American. Yeah. Like the idea of going in, it's. All, I'm not even saying this because you're Indian. Yeah. Like going to the SATs and cheating off the Asian guy, whether yeah. he's an Indian, Asian, <laughs> or, or Chinese or whatever, doesn't matter. That's kind of there's like an Attaboy to that. But I, it's like you, know, you didn't study and you still pass. It's good it's for you. Not just
0: you guys, man. Like okay, yeah. so I, I was talking to my granddad, right, and he said that and it was a cool little theory. He said the world is like a pressure cooker. Mm. Right. And every 60, 70 years, it goes through these cycles where it starts to become more egocentric and more nationalistic. And what about us? Fuck these other guys. Kick them out. America take, first. Take care of your own. Yeah. Germany and, first. <laughs> you know, and it starts to manifest itself until the pressure needs to release and there's a world conflict. Mm. So, I mean, think about it. It's I mean, there's Brexit. Right. There's there's America with Trump. India just elected a really far right government, you know, the homosexuality is illegal in India now mm. we banned surrogacy in India uh, mm. for, for childbirth etc so we're making these really hardcore you know right conservative decisions as well so I just feel like it's the world it's, it's not... like the world
1: is a goldfish you make the joke that yeah. India is like a goldfish yeah. that like we realize we're just stuck in our bowl yeah. and we're like there's a bigger world we need to learn and yeah. then you're like fuck it I'm just So it I... seems like a cycle of the of the planet
0: yeah I feel like there's something big coming like in the next 15-20 years there'll be some sort of big world con- conflict and maybe Aleppo is the start of that you know yeah. what I mean that just kind of reset this world. to Everybody saying "fuck," it got out of control. Let's let's calm down. Yeah, you know,
1: it's frightening. That 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 is what brings me to like, there people on the outside, whether it be some secret government or me? just the real government, going like, "This is how it's been, man. Look at history. Like yeah. every three hundred years or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, we reset. it yeah, But it's frightening to think that we're in some sort of reset.
0: But like, my gut tells me he's not going to last Trump as Trump. president. I, I don't know why. I, I like. I keep thinking, okay, this will be the hair that breaks the camel's back. You know <laughs> what I mean? Big and, orange hair. Uh, you know, and and then it just keeps going for the guy. But I, yeah. I feel like at some point, um, Mike Pence will be president. I feel like that will happen. Right, which I don't will
1: know. still be weird.
0: Will yeah, but still. <laughs> but you know.
1: It, you know, I don't. I I'm. I i do not know that much about. I don't follow politics. I follow it as not as much as I feel like I need to because mm-hmm. it's honestly it fucking freaks me out. Yeah. But uh, I don't think Pence. I don't think Pence is good. But I don't necessarily think he's like kind of unstable like I feel like Trump is unstable in a way that we haven't seen
0: so when I was here last I did a a comedy works in Denver and I'm sure you've been there a bunch of times the the club right and so they have this they have this annex club which is like outside Denver in this really waspy area and um Usually when i when I'll told the U.S., it'll be like 90% Indians at the show. And this, there's just no Indians in, in Yeah, so. so so we just had... You only filled 10%. Yeah. Right? And, and these guys were Trump supporters, right? So oh, really? Yeah. So you go out there and you immediately realize, okay, you can't shit on these people. You can't demonize them. You can't do that because that's A, what went wrong in the first place. It's to demonize Trump supporters, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I was talking to this guy and, and I was like, so do you sleep well at night voting for the guy? And he's like, fuck yeah, I sleep well at night. And I'm like, you do, you do know he's nuts, right? And he's like, fuck yeah, I know he's nuts. Oh, wow. But he's my kind of he's nuts. He's my nuts. You know? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, my Trump apology mm-hmm. is, again, I, I always use the word perversion, but he's a perversion of the type of dad energy you have yeah. that tells you to cut in line. Mm-hmm. Like, cut in line in front of that blind guy He won't see you. Yeah. Like, there is something uh, in the world... Not in the presidency, but in the world that's necessary about this sort of like, okay, there are these rules, but we're going to go around the rules. And now we have a guy that's like, go around the rules, fuck, fuck shit up, mm-hmm. touch, lick, sniff, and kick everything you can because they're going to kick us out of here any minute. We used to think George W. Bush was doing that, but now I really feel like – somebody has, said that recently to me, maybe on this podcast, that Trump is almost like a small-town mayor. Like, he's like, I'm here for a <laughs> while. Tell me – bring me a list of everything I can really change. I'm going to do it because I know my time is short.
0: The one upside that I'd say you guys have is that you're a presidential system, not a parliamentary system. Yeah. Like, So the president is always under a scanner in this country, right? You know where he is, if he's playing golf, you know, he's just right. always under the radar. With a parliamentary system, the guy on top is just not running shit. Mm. So if he's got like 40 crazy people underneath him, it that's much scarier for a country. Right. It doesn't
1: matter what he's like, really. Not at all. Well, it's funny. Uh, I don't know much about Indian politics. Like I, I think a lot of Americans probably, unfortunately, uh, or global politics. <laughs>
0: Until John moment. Oliver does like a, a once a month thing about India, and then you all discover. Yeah, it. exactly.
1: Like, yeah. Have you heard about this? <laughs> um, but I just listening to your act, I, I learned a lot about like yeah. they don't seem to be there, and, yeah. and a lot yeah. of photo- I didn't know about homosexuality being
0: illegal. It's illegal. So what's
1: the penalty?
0: It's so the constitution of India. There's an article called 377, which says that anal sex and oral sex are against the nature of God. And therefore against the nature of law. Because they don't
1: procreate. Because
0: they don't procreate. So hand jobs, presumably. (laughs) So my thing is we have 1.2 billion people.
1: Maybe we should start doing some blowjobs. We should be fucking
0: (laughs) advertising that shit. You know what I mean? We should have campaigns for (laughs) blowjobs. That's a policy. (laughs) That will fix shit. We should have anal day.
1: Yeah, you should have pull out day. (laughs) Anal day! So, so yeah. much funnier than
0: Fallout Day. Why am I ripping?
1: It's <laughs> so, yeah. really funny. Uh so I'm curious also how you got here. You you were born where?
0: I was born uh in India, but I grew up in Africa. So I grew up in, in Nigeria. Oh wow. And then so How did that happen? My so Nigeria was like this gold mine in the 70s, man. Like, everybody was going there for, like, gold and diamonds and oil and expat banking. Literally a gold mine. <laughs> yeah, literally a gold mine. I was like, and what What industry? So in, gold. Yeah. In that world, my dad went there for, for agriculture. <laughs> and so, he was making tomato pulp and, uh, and pre-cut potatoes. And he was farming. He really was? He was, yeah. Um, so, he went there. and it How was, old were you when you went? One. One. Yeah. Okay, wow. So... First eight years of school there, but there's not very good English schooling in Nigeria. So I was doing boarding school in India and then when I was about eight years old.
1: So you would go back to India for school?
0: Yeah. So like seven months a year, I was in India. Five months a year, I was in Nigeria. Okay. Um, And then... And what was that like? It was good. It was... um, Like Nigeria, Africa's amazing, man. It it really is. It's... um, They are hands down the friendliest, coolest people on the planet. Mm. And and Nigerians specifically are, are... just a really cool people. So it was nice. Like, I'm as African as I am Indian. I consider myself. Mm-hmm. Um, then college in the States. Well, what school. was
1: it like for you emotionally splitting your time? I mean, you're making friends for eight months a year and then you're spending five months away from them.
0: I, I don't think, you know... It, it, didn't matter. It, it gives you an outsider perspective on every on every country that you're in because you you feel you like you don't feel like anything. So yeah, because also Indians are a very insulated community. No matter where we go, even I feel like in America we just hang around with Indians and we 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 form these areas of every town and and just kind of take Mitach New Jersey and claim that shit and it's right. ours. You right, know what I mean? Right. But we don't integrate in any country that we go to truly integrate. Hmm. So we did that in Nigeria as well. So you it, were
1: very Indian in Nigeria. Yeah, and yeah.
0: and it was very gated compounds and you know lagos is a very unsafe city so like I, I remember you know nice house but electric fence around the house
1: yeah
0: um guy with a gun at, at the gate 24 hour security wow you know so you don't really feel like you're in the country you kind of see like the best parts of lagos are the best parts of nigeria mm-hmm. and then my boarding school was this like ex-british military academy so very we will break you down and build you up in the image of this, the ethos of this school kind of a, mm. a place. Mm. So I was politely asked to leave when I was 14. Wait, <laughs> so why? Uh, politely
1: so, asked to leave.
0: So if you get three headmasters cards, you're kicked out. Three head monsters? Uh, headmasters. Headmasters <laughs> ah, card. I didn't so, think you really said three headmasters. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, so I had two by the time I was in like grade nine. And they called my parents and they were like, we're not giving him one yet, but we're going to give him one pretty soon. So could you. What were you doing? I think the first one I was caught with cigarettes or booze or something like that when I was like 11. Like, Which was it? That's a big difference. Cigarettes. I think it might have been cigarettes. <laughs> uh, when did
1: you start drinking?
0: Um, I think the booze was for like a senior student, but uh-huh. like the cigarettes were mine. You're
1: literally telling me, I'm a 38-year-old man, <laughs> you're on my podcast, you're telling me you were holding it for a friend?
0: I think so. Let it
1: go, Vier. <laughs>
0: Just tell the truth. <laughs> cigarettes were mine. Uh, you know, I was caught in the girls' dorm when I was like 13. Just What were you doing in there? So I was delivering just a friend's that. card to his girlfriend. There was this girl I liked called Mechl, and I, I kind of ended up having a chat with her. And I didn't notice that she was in a bathrobe, I, and it was like five minutes before bath time. Huh? So then the kind of the bell went off, and I got caught, and, and so you knew me.
1: you were being cheeky. You were a real of a yeah, yeah. uh, small boy, absolutely, and you ran into the girls' room.
0: Yes, I did. <laughs> 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 so then my parents were called. So then public school in Delhi. I uh, stayed with my granddad. And how old
1: are you at this point that you're booted from for cigarettes? 14. And, 14. Okay, 14.
0: So, 14 to. How se- did
1: you feel about that? Did you not want to
0: leave Nigeria? I hated boarding school, man. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, yeah I, I feel like it wasn't an atmosphere that encouraged individuality at all.
1: Well, you would you dress the same?
0: You, right. No, it, yeah, it was the, there were school uniforms. Everybody dressed the same. But isn't?
1: Pardon me. Mm-hmm. L- allow me to be ignorant mm-hmm. because it'll be nice for. Isn't that kind of an Indian thing? Isn't it just like blend in, like be a group? Don't be Veer singing and dance. I know you have showbiz. Yes, but I'm just saying. It seems to me as a country, it's like you know you have the the caste system. People just understand like I do this because my dad did it. There isn't like I gotta be me. No, and you're like I gotta be me.
0: I, I was also, Was that
1: unique Or am I wrong
0: It was just Irritating for everybody
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think So you were kind of Going against the grain
0: Yeah There I weren't
1: was, too many Virdases going around No
0: and it was this This school which had Like corporate punishment And had like you know Physical drills And all of that stuff And I'm the kid who What does
1: that mean that Were you whacked with a ruler
0: Yeah you were caned or you were, Caned you know, Yeah so But I'm the kid That wouldn't shut up During the caning be like, So much caning You know Does this make you feel better You know What does this really accomplish You're doing bits you, During <laughs> the caning Yeah during the caning Right So they're like <laughs> Fuck this guy um, No wonder you can do a set in New York. You've done bits while <laughs> yeah. getting
1: caned. You're fine. Yeah, you you've done the worst. <laughs>
0: but, but isn't it th- there's that that moment where you you discover the power of laughter, right? And I think we all have that as comedians when you're a kid. You like, mean to
1: lit- in your case to literally disarm someone?
0: <laughs> well, like so for me, I remember clear as day. Right, I um I had a prefect, and you know he was in, in grade twelve and I was in grade five or whatever, and, and he kind of caned a bunch of us the night before. And there was this school debate happening, and he kind of <laughs> he went had up, caned a bunch <laughs> of us. Uh, God! And and he opened with the joke, right? And then he was like, "You're walking in the jungle, and and you meet a lion. What time is it? It's time to run." Uh-huh. And this. I'm like nine or whatever and this fucking pissed me off, right? Because so, it's a bad joke? Because it's a bad joke <laughs> and because and he beat the shit out of me last night, right? Yeah. So I go up... We with, don't
1: mind the caning, but, but cool it with the open <laughs> mic. Yeah. yeah. Know so, your place.
0: So they have an interjection round at the end of the, the debate where you get to ask the debaters a question. So I went up on stage and I'm all of nine and I go... Oh, I'm sorry. That's I go... uh well, if you're walking in the jungle and you meet a lion, it's not time to run. It's time to die. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or whatever. And, but, and, and he beat the shit out of me again later. But you, you kind of discover oh, that wow. that no matter how much you hit me, you'll never take that moment away from me. You right. Know, where, where the whole school cracked up in laughter. It's timeless. You know, I yeah, have, you won. I won.
1: It's a classic little story.
0: You know, and I think every comedian has that moment where we discover, you know, the first time we're validated by an audience. Yeah. Just the power of that. Is insane. I remember this is kind of a weird
1: memory for me, but I was in a play when I was in like it must have been sixth grade, seventh grade, seventh grade, and uh, maybe eighth. I think it was seventh. Anyway, I was such an ass. Like Mm -hmm. I was constantly. It sounds like you. I I wasn't necessarily in the girls' room, although I did go in once. Those little (laughs) metal mailboxes. Uh, I was always acting fool. I never knew when to stop. That it was annoying. I'm sure. And they put me in into the woods. I played the baker, which is like the lead part. We Mm -hmm. only did the first act. But anyway, I wouldn't stop acting a fool, and then eventually the teacher was just like, "Fine, he's a funny baker." <laughs> like, <laughs> they just, like they just surrendered. That was, it's kind of a different memory, but I was like, I won, and then that made me calm down. I just wanted to be seen. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So there you go. You know. So that was boarding school. That was, uh, and then public school in Delhi with my grandparents. which yeah. Was was again.
1: Oh, you started. Your parents stayed in Nigeria. In, in
0: Africa. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then um,
1: that must have been. Now see we're getting the picture of the of the comedy like well, why you might be acting out and such
0: And I mean, I was just—I feel bad for my grandparents. You know what I mean? Because like a rebellious fourteen-year-old walking into your house when you're sixty. you Yeah, know what with I mean? cigarettes <laughs> and you know, tampons is, from the girls' room yeah, <laughs> yeah, is is a nightmare. Yeah, but they were really cool about that shit. They would like my grand—my grandfather is like a, a diplomat, so he's kind of been across the world, and he's a really wise man.
1: Yeah, and isn't that an Indian thing too? Don't doesn't India look at America like? Because <laughs> I'll speak for my own family. Yeah. We have no sense of family. We fucking <laughs> suck at family. I always think of like like Indian death, Indian yeah. birth. Mm-hmm. There's the grandma, she's she's dying and there's her husband and there's the children yeah. and the, give her the baby and you yeah. know let her hold life as she's passing yeah. and we're just like I haven't talked to my grandma in 6 years. You know like I I wasn't really close with anyone in my family and it seems like here you're a troubled boy, you need a place to stay. Is that a is that a good Indian value the family? It is yeah,
0: I mean the, the one thing I will say about America not to judge too badly but you're kind of harsh on people in their old age you know are yeah, yeah, I mean? bad at it
1: yeah, you know you we're bad at death and we're bad at yeah. aging
0: you know so you I, I in india it's it's almost assumed that once your parents hit 60 or 70 if they can't take care of themselves anymore they're living with you yeah you know and then that's a given Right. Um, because you have the option of staying with them with them till you're 35 fucking years old as well. You know, right. so it, it kind of goes both ways. Right. Like, I always say that Indian parents don't raise children. They invest in their own futures. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, you know, mutual fund. They're waiting to fucking explain. But it makes
1: sense. We hire people to be professionally yeah. warm, is, is yeah. the term that I like, to our mothers and our fathers. Yeah. And and I'm no exception. I, I don't intend on taking my elderly parents into my yeah. house. But it does kind of it's weird. Your way does make sense. But again, it goes back to that. Like in America, it's like they wind up their kids and see how far they can go away from them.
0: <laughs> but there's also like, it's a very American thing, which is you're 18. Get the fuck out of the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think? Yeah. We have uh, the other, but we don't have that. It's like you're 18, go to work and get an air conditioner for the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's not so get the fuck out of the house, but then come back to the house with an air conditioner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you
0: you know? right? yeah. So it's, like I said, it's, it's different cultures, man. For sure.
1: But but there does seem to be... Uh, well, listen, I'm never sure if I would love India. I think I would. But I'm also worried that, like, it would be sensory overload or whatever.
0: Um, so I produce a comedy festival, right? And mm-hmm. we have, like, American comics come down every year. And for the first... And, and you get all types, right? So you get guys who are just, fuck, I want to smell, eat, try, meet everybody and everything. Yeah. And then you get Americans that show up with like suitcases full of bread and peanut butter. Uh, and, and like diet Pepsi's like this has happened comedians were just a fucking huge suitcase with like yeah. diet Coke Pepsi and peanut butter and I'm like we have that shit here we think like, <laughs> if, if you're not we can get you peanut butter it's India there's 1.2 billion people yeah. someone has someone pe- likes Jeffy <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> so but but the
1: the fears I mean these are these are trubs that we teased on Outsource yeah. the idea that if you eat the food you're gonna die if you drink the water you're gonna die and uh, there's gonna be no personal space and you're going to see a yak, a dead yak floating down the Ganges.
0: <laughs> well, everything but the dead yak is true, <laughs>
1: I think. Although Cause... you will see a body in the Ganges, isn't that true? Yeah, you will, yeah. Like, that, well, let's talk about that. Death mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be as taboo. Here we build nursing homes and hospitals. And everything's mm-hmm. very private, closed window. The idea of dying, it's embarrassing to die. It's grotesque, obviously, and it's gross to die. In India, it's, it's again, everything I'm going to be saying to you is something that I heard Ram Dass say, who was in India a lot. Do you know who that is? No. Ram Dass is just a... Um, well, your last name is you Yes. Uh, so you're the servant of... God. Veer is just God?
0: No, Veer is brave, but my, my middle name is Saran. So it's oh. brave servant of God.
1: Oh, there you go. Well, he's just servant of God. Well, you right. knew that, Ram yeah. Uh Yeah. So anyway, he, I'm going off lectures of a guy mm-hmm. in the 70s, 80s, and yeah. 90s, so I could be completely wrong. But he talked about there being less... Um, death is out in the open people are uh, seeing it you know you see dead bodies it wasn't it's, weird to be with your grandmother when she it's, died but it's
0: disturbing like have you like an Indian funeral is, is, is actually a very primal fucking ritual you mm. know what I mean it's um, so first you like you know you guys have like an open casket or a closed casket right mm-hmm. we put a body on like a board on a board <laughs> yeah. and carry, carry it, it for like two miles right? and then burn it and then fucking- and what is
1: the city of the dying again I'm forgetting
0: uh, Varanasi, I think I'm not sure. I, yeah, I, I could be wrong here as well. But
1: Wait, yeah, let's. I, I please. I don't mean to assume you're an expert. But <laughs> yeah. we, we can. We two guys talk. But then
0: you you set a guy on fire. Yeah. you know what I mean. And it's very disturbing. And uh, there's a tradition where the entire family is brought out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. No matter how old you are, how young you are, and then they kind of put on display, and everybody comes and hugs them and talks to them, etc., etc. And then, and then you go home. Like one thing I like about. Uh maybe a Christian thing is you, you have a tradition of awake.
1: It's right? it's more of a Catholic thing. I was just at awake about two weeks ago. So. You know, yes.
0: v- which is very cathartic. You you go in and you gotta and, see the body. And but you also drink and tell stories and, and do all of that stuff. Right. Here we just fucking watch a body burn and go home. <laughs> ah. <laughs> which is really fucking <laughs> disturbing. Like and, and if you're ten if you you've gone for your first funeral, that that'll freak you out. For sure. You know?
1: Seeing a body will freak you out, yeah, but not as much. But even a wake is very American. Like yeah. I, I've been to a number of wakes in my life, and you know it's like six feet under style. They mm-hmm. they they clean it up. Suddenly the guy doesn't have a gut. It's because his guts were taken out. Yeah, or, you know, yeah. doing an autopsy. But mm-hmm. like he's flat stomached and he's in his best suit and, yeah. he, and he's rosy cheeked and his eyes are sewn shut. It's very nothing could go wrong. <laughs> They're there, but you really get the sense, in fact, Valerie was with me, mm-hmm. and it was my beloved Uncle Larry, who was a great man, and she was like, you, she had, you really get a sense that nobody's home, you know what I mean? To and be, that can be helpful.
0: The weird part is, like, so in India, four days after the body is burned, you're supposed to take the ashes to the Ganges, mm-hmm. and I used to talk about this in, in my set, it's, it's the weirdest fucking thing to, to take a car trip with ashes. Because you never know where to put the ashes in the Yeah, do you the buckle co- them up? <laughs> you know, do you put them in the coffee <laughs> slot? What do you do? Because that's a person, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and but it's
1: a body. Isn't that a big Indian thing? Drop the body, right? Yeah. I mean, you drop the body. It, it, we usually get to God at the end. But, I mean, one of the things I anticipate mm-hmm. liking about India that I've heard, again, reports yeah. of is a is – a, is a respect is, is a God in every one thing, hence all the bowing, hence you know
0: I think hospitality, food, and friendship are what we do best
1: well you're welcoming God into your house,
0: yeah, right absolutely right. and if you um if you don't eat my food from my house, that's insulting right, you know what i mean and and you have to eat more than I do <laughs> like I, I remember when I went to college in the states, the you know and, and I had American roommates, the biggest thing that freaked me the fuck out is. Like, like one of my roommates was a guy called Adam and opening a fridge and just seeing a banana with Adam written on it uh, you know, a, 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 uh, in the fridge uh, uh, and, and that scared the shit out of me you know what I mean because I was like fuck this guy sharpied a banana you know what uh, I mean
1: this banana's named as Kevin or whatever <laughs> Adam, you know? Adam. but
0: to me like if, if you came to my house as an Indian person everything in my fridge was yours immediately Right. right. that's just a given but that's a corporate identity you know, that's
1: that, that's the sense we have that a little bit. Yeah. You talk about Southern hospitality. Yeah. Traditionally, everybody in America has has some of that. Yeah. But you guys, I mean, you guys, Indians <laughs> take it very, very seriously. We do. It seems we do. We don't have an insult. Like, maybe I'll be like, you didn't eat my ambrosia. What's wrong with it? <laughs> but like. I've heard about that. Like, they'll keep poor, 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 poor people. And I've been to Africa, too. Same thing. I've been to slums in Africa. Mm -hmm. Literally, Sally Struthers filming a Save the Children thing Mm -hmm. in the same type of area. And we would go in these little, you know, shanty things. And they would give us us food. It was the craziest thing in the world. But that's a cultural
0: idea. I also don't think you know somebody until you eat with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I really feel that's you know, and... Well, it's eat, vulnerable, right? I mean... And in their house. Yeah. You know, you, you never... Like, I live in Bombay. Bombay is like New York, right? So you always meet outside. You don't meet in flats
1: mm-hmm. in Bombay.
0: And mm-hmm. you never really... You're not friends until you've sat at their dining table and eaten their food. Mm. That's that's not friendship.
1: It's very primal. Yeah. I, I don't mean that as a... To put it down, I mean, it's mm-hmm. very basic. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I completely agree. And And <clears throat> the American comedians, do they... You know, you got Alanis Morissette going, thank you, India. (laughs) Yeah, Like we all want to go. Again, allow me to be ignorant Mm -hmm. because we don't – nothing is learned (laughs) if I I just keep my mouth shut. I have this anticipation that I will go to India and even the way you're looking me in the eye, Mm -hmm. very few of my guests look me in the eye in the way that you're looking Mm me in the eye and I love that. So I want to go. I'm sure I'll be disappointed because people tell me everybody has phones now. You know what I mean? It's it's changed. Again, we're talking about India in the 70s. But I want to know families that had gurus. I want to know stories of – this is so silly and maybe I'm wrong. But I I have friends that have stories of going to India and experiencing – Magic. Just in this way that the
0: world is is not... I mean, you can find it. it yeah. It's still there, but in the smaller towns. You know what I mean? Like, if you go to Delhi, Bombay, or Bangalore, Kolkata... For sure, these
1: are big big cities. And, they, and
0: you know, we, we've suddenly... I can get an <laughs> iPad there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Fuck, you can build an iPad. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know not even buy. You I can... can watch a YouTube video
1: of a guru on <laughs> the iPad that was built and purchased yeah. in Bombay.
0: But... I mean,
1: that was a very funny. Joke. <laughs> I want you to feel good the rest of your day.
0: Um, but there's, I mean that that spirituality will never leave us. Yeah, but it's in the smaller places in India, and you just have to travel to find it. Right. You know,
1: you have to go into small towns and stuff. Yeah. I mean, people tell me that there's a there's a a pretty, you know. I, so I, I'm in that circle. I'm not really in that. Cir- I'm mm-hmm. in that circle. I like that circle of yeah. Indian spirituality and stuff. Yeah. And they there are people that are currently making pilgrimages mm-hmm. to India to meet this one guru but he lives in like the jungle like you have to go yeah. to they know where to fly but then it's still a four-day journey to like <laughs> was that any part of your did you have a guru did your father have a guru did your family have anything
0: no like that? i think we're um the nice thing with hinduism is that there's just so many fucking gods you know what i mean because we have like five thousand gods yeah that it almost makes you agnostic i see you know because you're like i don't know who i'm gonna commit to but yeah. I believe in God and I believe in karma and I believe, you know, be good to people and all of that stuff. But I'm just not going to, I can't hedge my bets across 500 people. You know what I mean? So right. So I don't believe in a particular God, but I believe in Hinduism and in God.
1: You believe in the, there's how many? It's about 5,000 gods. 5,000. Yeah. But it is like one thing, right? What I like about Hinduism, mm-hmm. even though I grew up monotheistic, Yeah. Is, even though there are three of them. Come yeah. on. What are we doing? <laughs> We're all the same. What I'm saying is I like the different aspects of God, further humanizing it. Because if we are all pieces of this awareness, mm-hmm. this being, there are different aspects to us and the different aspects to God. It's the, anyway, what I'm saying is you can focus on one attribute of god with all the many
0: so i think the big takeaway the big selling point of of hinduism is karma right yeah that's the big one
1: that's your big one
0: that's our big one right and
1: buddhism impermanence, hinduism karma karma right even though you both have karma
0: we do yeah but i think for hinduism it's now kind of evolved like i have a a really instant karma karma phobia where i feel like if if i'm an asshole to somebody this week i'll lose a movie next week you know, if, if I'm... You think it's that immediate? I think it's that immediate.
1: I worry... My own karma worries are more like, okay, I'm a successful white male mm-hmm. um, comedian mm-hmm. in show business. I'm, I'm paid to talk. I'm yeah. celebrated for making jokes and stuff, just like you. Mm-hmm. And if I don't do something with that, I'm worried that, like, the next life would be some sort of baloney.
0: I think it's next week. Like, you think a, it's next week? Every time I've fallen sick, every time I've, like something bad has happened, I can kind of... Like determine something that I'm, I should have done better. You sound like a Catholic. <laughs> you
1: know, that's is it, like, that's is a, that Catholic guilt? That's a high guilt? level of guilt yeah. and fear. Not in a bad way. Yeah. Maybe we can, instead of fear, we could just say reverence. Maybe yeah. you're like so in tune. But doesn't, you know, there's so many times that I haven't gotten sick or whatever. Like we see too many evil people succeeding yeah, to for that sort of immediate thing. Maybe that's one of the reasons I shied away from that immediate karma. But you you experience that. You get sick and you're like, I, I, I shouldn't
0: have yelled at that guy. Or, yeah. I, I should have, you know.
1: Interesting. Taken
0: that call, or, you know, et cetera. Like I, I can feel.
1: That reminds me of an early model of my own faith where I was yeah. worried that God was mad at me. Are you worried that God is mad at you?
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he's all right.
1: <laughs> but when... You might laugh. I'm just trying to tell you my – the yeah. way that I dance with Hinduism or whatever is if I'm having a big important day, capital mm-hmm. B, capital I, and I get in the car and the car doesn't start right away. You're like, oh, fuck. No, I, I literally say out loud, Ramdas's guru is Neem Karoli Baba. I don't – I'm assuming you haven't heard of this person. I have not, no. And I think of him giggling and I go, good one. And usually it will it, stop. I go, I get it. I get it. I'm not important. Like the big example is I was on my bed and I had like some big audition or some nonsense the next day early. So I tried to go to bed at 9. And, you know, you go to bed and yeah. really determined to sleep. And then when Val came to bed a couple hours later, three hours later, four hours later, she opened the door. The dog came and ran, jumped on the bed and s- squashed me in the nuts. And, of course, woke me up adrenaline and I'm, I'm awake. And I wasn't even angry. I was just like, good yeah. one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Like I'm kind of like – you rascal, thinking of the universe, joking with yeah. me. When you get sick, what is the intent there? If it's not God's mad at you, do you think it's like, well, Veer is taking himself too seriously. Let's slow him down. Let's throw a little banana in his Mario Kart.
0: I feel like it's, um, I always want to avoid arrogance because I feel like that's death as an artist. Mm. You know what I mean? So, What do you mean by that? I think the,
1: you need to be vulnerable.
0: Yeah, and, and the minute you start thinking you're the shit, um, <laughs> you know. It's, it's, Jim
1: Gaffigan said on this podcast, he goes, "Never be cool." Yeah, he's like, you never yeah. want to be cool because then you can only go down. But if you stay humble yeah. and you stay vulnerable,
0: and yeah. and the defining characteristic of this profession, stand up, is is swag mixed with insecurity. You know what mm. I mean? It's it's, it's well we are we are alive on that stage for sixty minutes, but we question ourselves for for 23 yeah, why, hours yeah. a day you yeah. know and that's who we are that's that's the genesis of our, uh, our art form so for me I, I feel like every time I've, I've been an asshole I'm not proud of myself it's because a little bit of a lack of humility has seeped in or something is happening and this is just a little system that I've developed to keep myself grounded and humble you know yeah, what I
1: mean your belief in karma helps you stay grounded and humble absolutely that your actions have consequences is a yeah. good feeling yeah because arrogance is literally acting like your actions don't have consequences yeah
0: like to give you a small example, and, and maybe it's almost selfish, like we we shot this special in like a gigantic stadium. First time I'd sold it out. So you you come off stage feeling like, fuck, it, I did good.
1: One show or, or two?
0: We did two shows, right? Uh-huh. We did like a 4 p.m. and a 7 p.m. Uh-huh. But, so there's, my whole team is there and everybody's clapping and all of that stuff. And I really just want to get the fuck out of, you know, because you're coming down the adrenaline is dipping you kind of want to go be in a room by yourself for For about 20 minutes right yeah but they're all so happy because they work so hard for this for a year i'm like i want to hug every one of these people even though i don't want to be here in the event that i don't and they feel offended and something happens to my netflix special you know what i mean it's almost it's almost that as well that psychology as well which is kind of narcissistic but at the same time it's just in a weird way, forcing yourself to be a good person because of consequences that may or may not happen that you think about.
1: It, you mean it's like a game? Yeah. It's not a lie. It's just a worldview that yeah. helps you be good. Yeah. Because I like what you said about religion as five rules and the fifth one doesn't make any sense yeah. to make sure you're paying attention. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, it's a funny joke, but I'm mm-hmm. also like, I think there's something to that. The method, whether it be comedy or yeah. a religion, wants to know you mean it. Yeah. So, it's not going to just say five common sense things. It wants to throw one at you yeah. that's going to take a lifetime to unpack and wrestle with.
0: <laughs> I right? <think> so, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's. I, I don't know if you guys have this, but Hinduism is full of these, you know, don't wear yellow on the third day of the month. And, and the
1: closest You reminded me of. Again, I'm not Catholic, mm-hmm. but they don't eat meat on Friday. Oh, You're really? supposed to be vegetarian on Tuesday. Okay. Right?
0: Yes, and no beef. Like, that's all. No a beef. beef yeah. Sacred animal. Yeah.
1: My understanding, because a cow can feed more people with its milk than it, one person. I just think because it's
0: really tasty and they don't want us to have it. Ha. That's Are you how. vegetarian? I'm not. No, I de- eat yeah. de- everything.
1: So, <laughs> anything you eat beef? I do. How dare you? <laughs> I'm a bad. I'm angel. sorry. I'm just representing your, your ancestors. <laughs> how dare you? I'm no, just no, kidding. I'm going to hell. <laughs> well, you guys don't have a hell.
0: Yeah, I'll just come back as like an ant or some shit like that. Like, yeah, you'll I'll come back out. as
1: a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: nice, nice.
1: <laughs> uh, that's interesting. But um, where were we? We were talking about right before that. You were talking about, oh, the system, the the almost the mind yeah. game you have to be a good person. Yeah. So you don't necessarily – it sounds like you're not necessarily planted in whether or not that's even the case. But worrying about it helps you hug all those people after the show.
0: I think it's in every situation in your life, what is the right thing to do and what is the convenient thing to do? And sometimes if you choose that convenient thing, maybe the consequences won't be as great. Because at the end of the day, we all want shit to work out for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We all want our lives to be great, our relationships to be good, to be remembered for something, all of that stuff. And I strangely believe that doing the right thing instead of the convenient thing gets you there. In a, you know, and, and, and some it, people you know are what? just assholes and have made it, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and and for we, sure. you can't dispute that, but, you know, it's, it's a system. Just saying, if I I take this 10 minutes out and just hug all of these people and and say something nice to every one of them, maybe when this Netflix special comes out, the universe will give it just 10% more of a push. We'll have goodwill on our side. We'll have good karma on our side. Mm. You know? It does, it rings superstitious to me, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think so. I think so. My, my niceness like, is superstition. <laughs> yes.
1: But is it, it, it also feels like an extension of what we're all doing, which is like, forget karma, forget some sort of out exterior force or, or, yeah. or interior force. Yeah. If I'm nice to you, it's, it's like you own a shoe store, yeah. and I make shoes. And I, if I'm nice to you, there's a better chance that you'll make these shoes. So we take that and then we apply that globally, universally. Yeah. We go like, if we're nice, God will favor us more. You know? I
0: think so. Also, so my, I'm a newlywed as well. You're getting married soon? Mm-hmm. When's your wedding? October 28th. Nice. So yep. I'm. I did October 18th. A year, uh, two years ago. Wow, right? we're very close to each other. Yeah. So my wife is a crystal healer and a tarot reader and like... a a, a crystal healer? Yeah. Oh, wow. So was, like, you, you can't see this on the podcast, but it might be here. So yeah, I always have like some crystals. You just have a piece of beef in your pocket?
1: <laughs> I love it. What is this? What am this I holding? This is a
0: yellow jasper.
1: Yellow jasper.
0: Which is like for health and uh, and just, you know, keeping your body solid. And then this is... I don't know exactly what it's called, but this is just to keep you motivated and creative.
1: So. Okay. It looks like, you know, a piece of Grover. <laughs> it's very blue. It's pretty. I, somebody tried to explain crystals to me. They were like, it's like everything is a, a hybrid of a bunch of things, but crystals are just like one thing. They're like very pure. You know, I,
0: I was such a skeptic when she got into this stuff, but yeah. it, it fucking works. What works? Just the, like, I've been 101 fever... You know, about to do a show for 4,000 people, not wanting to get on stage. And she's just laid me down, gotten like 10 crystals, and sorted my life out Hmm. where I'm able to get on stage and perform. And you get strength. And maybe it's psychosomatic. Maybe it's, you know, other stuff as well. But
1: You know, what's funny is that's one of my favorite things about religion, too. Here you are. It's basically what you're saying about karma, which is probably what made you think of it. Is it actually... Magically healing the world or, or helping your Netflix special get 10% more or is it just something that you think that makes you behave better uh, and then the, the spiritual question that I like is what's the difference Yeah, it's like which oh, one and who
0: cares and who cares as long as you're being a good person who cares how you got there so if your wife
1: lovingly calms you down lays you down yeah. and then puts some things on you I, I happen to be just a believer I always say I'm yeah. the person that ruins medical studies yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm given the placebo and I'm like it worked, yeah. So I pick up things like that and I'm able to like, but you know, I can, I can really, I can tune into this table if mm-hmm. I'd like, yeah. But so I understand, I, I, I'm kind of both. Either it's doing something, and let's be open to that because mm-hmm. we live in a, a magical, mysterious yeah. place, and you setting the intention and being very deliberate and then being kind of cared for mm-hmm. in that moment. But it sounds like you were sicker than just like sit down and calm I down.
0: was in a bad, bad, bad shape. Yeah. Like, so I was legitimately sick and it wasn't, you know, like Patton Oswalt talks about stage health, you know, that that will get you through. So the adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that either. It was just literally an hour before my show. She kind of sorted me out. And, and you know, do you
1: know what she is for the people that are on Amazon right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do not, but it's, it's nice to have a wife who understands good energy and bad energy. It's not great in a fight when she's like, your aura is fucking, you know she what I mean? She can see auras. <laughs> she, she senses she, it. She senses it. Right. So then you're like, well, fine, fuck it. You
1: know? Right. And, and, but, but I've had Reiki and stuff. Like, uh, how,
0: what, what was your experience with it? It was you? wonderful. Right?
1: I loved it. Yeah. I really did. I went and saw this woman uh, here in L.A., believe it or not. And we would do this thing at the beginning where I would stand and she'd kind of, like, feel around where yeah. my tension was. And at the end, when I was stood, like, I was loose as a goose. I did lay on a table for yeah. 40 minutes, so the skeptics out there that are saying Pete just relaxed during that time could be. But, like, it, it did feel – I guess that's a what's-the-difference thing. Yeah. You know, if we were scientists, we would have Pete with that tension lay on a table with mm-hmm. nothing and then we'd have Pete lay on the table with Reiki. There there aren't these studies being done. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and thank God we're not scientists. (laughs) Like you and me. Yeah, Yeah, we're not good scientists. Yeah, no.
1: But what drew you, you seem, you must have an appreciation for
0: magic. I do. Um, If you married, if you married one. Well, she wasn't, uh, so uh, Shivani was an event manager before I, uh, uh, before we got married. Is this an Indian woman? Yes. So she was, she used to run like... Like Rolling Stone Magazine over here, there's a company called Rock Street Journal in India. So she used to do do rock concerts for like 15,000, 20,000 people and managed that event. And that's how we met. My band was playing uh, a concert that she was at. You're in a band as well? Yeah, I have a a comedy rock band.
1: A comedy rock band? Yeah. Like Kiss?
0: (laughs) It's it's like Tenacious D.
1: (laughs) Okay. I like that I went to Kiss. (laughs) There's a great example, Tenacious D. Yeah. Okay, so you're in I, I find Kiss hilarious. I find them hilarious.
0: Now go on. And so, it's, uh, so we met there, and then I think two years ago, three years ago, she really got into Reiki and like energy work. So,
1: After you got married. After we got married. And you were, you're were you cool into it. You must get some good free rake. Yeah, I do. And you, and you <laughs> enjoy it. I enjoy it. You and do. how are you finding being married? Because you're clearly a showman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're in a fucking band. You have six comedy specials. Hey, how many Bollywood movies?
0: About 12.
1: 12? Yeah. <laughs> Movies,
0: yes, it's remarkable. but like, but like, seven of them were shit. Um, but five of them were pretty good, so
1: five were pretty good, yeah. But still, you know, they're they're fucking movies. And yeah, what is what is your experience? Tell me, is it like Gad in parts of India? India's a big place, mm-hmm. famous, hard to walk around.
0: Um, <clears throat> no, not, um hard to walk around without being recognized but yeah. recognized and not bothered
1: not the Beatles
0: you know no yeah, like yeah. nobody's throwing underwear at me, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah but it's it's selfies and handshakes and hey what's up right and, and that's great that's a privilege but I'll get recognized in in the major cities in India wherever I go I understand yeah
1: but there's so many movies like if you were in 12 movies here I suppose it would be it would be different obviously but,
0: but... you guys do celebrity at just a different level in America tell you know me what now. I mean it's it's obsessive celebrity you know what I mean like in India, there's maybe four people or five people where people will line up outside their hotel and scream their name and, you know, do that. But I feel like in America, there's 200 of those people, mm-hmm. you know, anybody from...
1: We have lists, A-list, yeah, B-list.
0: Like, but, but but you go from like Brad Pitt to Kim Kardashian. Both of those are legit scream your name celebrity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah. a big range.
1: There is a big range. Yeah. You know, and we do freak out more is what yeah. you're saying.
0: Yeah. Like we don't have TMZs and we don't have, you know, you have networks for celebrity footage and that we don't do.
1: The magazines and the obsession. The magazines
0: we have. Yeah. But it's, you're very, you do celebrity at a much larger level. Right. You know?
1: I wonder what's going on there. (laughs) Again, I'm wondering if that's a, wouldn't you say in India more people have a like God first feeling? Yeah. Isn't celebrity worship maybe then... A little bit more like, what are you doing?
0: I think, so Bollywood specifically, and like in India, there's, there's two religions. There's cricket and Bollywood, right? Those are the two big <laughs> religions that we have outside of Hinduism. Yeah. For Bollywood, what you, what you have to understand is, so that farmer, that tailor, that, that worker in a village, the only sort of indulgence that he has every week is a Bollywood movie. That's the culture. Sunday morning, wake up with the family and go and see a Bollywood movie. Uh-huh. So, and he saved the whole week for that. Hmm. So if you show that dude spotlight, he'll fucking kill you. You know what I mean? Like, he needs to see colors and music and skylines and and pretty women and, and, you know, and symbol- it's
1: funny. You know, I work with uh, Judd Apatow and yeah. we were talking about the end of uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin yeah. and uh, he was talking with, um, I believe it was Steve Carell and they are like, He needs to have sex and it needs to be great sex Mm -hmm. because he's in love. And then they were like, how do we show that? And I believe Gary Shandling might have even had a hand in it and was like, it needs to be like a musical number. And Judd just joked to me. He was like, so we did that not knowing. We thought we were so original, not knowing that every Bollywood movie (laughs) ends that way. like. I think they found that out. As a result of that, they were like, look, it's this big musical number. The whole cast makes a... Even the dead people come yeah. back to sing a little song. That's what Bollywood is. It's like you can't fucking show them spotlight. That's it's, well put.
0: It's six songs a movie. And it's as an actor, it's fucking terrifying, dude.
1: You mean it's, it must be heavy lifting. It's There's no just like shot of you looking at a bridge just kind of like... That's not like a no. thing. It's you dancing a complicated number.
0: And also like... I mean, I, I remember... So I'm in that high-concept comedy space as well. So, like, in Bollywood, I'm doing, like, you know, stoner comedies, zombie comedies, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But... Wait,
1: mm-hmm. there is stoner Bollywood movies?
0: Yeah, for okay. sure. My I, biggest...
1: I, again, allow me to be ignorant because we need <laughs> yeah. to learn. We need to teach so, a moment.
0: My biggest film is a film called Delhi Belly, which is uh, just about a bag of shit that goes to where some diamonds should go and diamonds that go to where a bag of shit should go. Literally shit. Literally shit. <laughs> just a stool sample for a doctor. Um, and it's like our lock stock in two smoking barrels. Okay. or our snatch. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Um, but like I remember doing a couple of films where I'm I'm, like on a beach in Fiji and my fucking shirt's open and there's some girl running you know and I'm wearing like white pants and white shoes and you're sitting there going okay I'm a hoe uh, and I have to commit to this Mm. you know and it's terrifying to do that stuff Mm. You know, because you're not in the realm of reality anymore. But
1: you will look so much stupider. This is what I say about, like, dancing at yeah. a wedding, for example. Yeah. You'll look dumber for being uncommitted.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If you have that doe and headlights fucking look, if your yeah. eyes look glazed over, right. that guy on a Sunday is going to want to kill you. You right. know what I mean?
1: You have to play the part.
0: You have to play. You have to jump.
1: And you'll look really, really dumb if you try. Like, we want to be... Or I should say you guys are looking cool in that way. Mm-hmm. We look cool by – we're the – the American thing to me is, is Brandon Walsh and 90210. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't dance. I don't dance. Like that's like an American cool guy. Sorry, babe. I don't dance. You know, like that's, that became – because I've been talking about this on stage actually. Mm-hmm. Like being loud and colorful gives away your position to the enemy. On an evolutionary standpoint. Yeah, that makes sense. So being quiet and leaning on a lamppost, chewing on a toothpick. James
0: Dean. That's
1: of- that's a cool guy. Like he's not going to – nobody's going to get us and we're safe. So literally wearing orange and throwing
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, holy, the, the colors. Nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not good if you're if you're trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> yeah. So we're the low profile if You're trying to people. be mysterious
0: and shit. Think yeah. of Denzel
1: Washington. He's yeah. always like, hey, man, how's it going? <laughs> he's he's kind of down there. <laughs> Same thing with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, you doing? You know, like really, yeah. really chill. You guys, the opposite is can be cool. Yeah, Sh- surely we have. Speaking of Ryan Gosling, we have La La Land. I mean, like. We're, yeah, so we're everybody kind of was like, uh, "That was that. that
0: was Hollywood's Bollywood Right like that, That's what I heard From everybody Every meeting that I went to They were like oh, We love La La Land And it was ah! Hollywood's Bollywood And I was like No it fucking wasn't Right um, That was
1: pretty tame
0: Yeah And it was a proper Western musical But Bollywood is a much Larger spectacle movie. Right By the way Bollywood's a bad word Tell me just, why. Because uh, we, um, it, it's equated to Hollywood. And- I
1: was just, it's so funny that you say that. Yeah. We were just on the same frequency because it's like your your wife walks in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's because I was like, when you say Bollywood, you're being an adaptation of Hollywood. Yeah. And we're you're not just being Indian film.
0: Yeah. So it's called the Hindi film industry, so it's, which is much more boring. But yeah. but if you say Bollywood in India, they, it's a bad word. Really? It is. It's nobody And it kind
1: it. of should be. Yeah. It's like calling Indian food the the big the – I'm trying to think of the Big Mac. It would be like the Indian Big Mac or something. Like why why even call it a Big Mac? Just yeah. call it a falafel.
0: Or even like if I'm touring abroad and, and reviews come out and like, they'll be like um, Indian comedian and Bollywood star Veerdas. Yeah, And I'm like that has no relevance. You know what I mean? Just, you
1: kind of get it both coming and going though. Yeah. Like the Indian press for you uh, mm-hmm. with your wonderful Conan set, they're so happy – for yeah, one of their own yeah. you know what I mean one of their own I don't like that term <laughs> uh,
0: but you makes us sound like Scientologists for some I reason know.
1: well you know it was funny I was just talking to the I was trying to talk to people about like if these are just our clothes it's such a strange our bodies are just mm-hmm. our clothes it's such a strange thing to buy into all of these yeah. things like there's some things I can say to you or can't say to me or yeah. because I'm a white guy don't call me a honky or whatever it yeah. is it's very silly but anyway you have that in your industry as well yeah. Uh, but that, that kind of makes sense
0: But you're right It does come and go Like the press was Incredible yesterday About A Conan set That I was terrified to do Were you? I was terrified Tell man. me why Because A I'm a fan yeah, You sure. know what I mean I'm a, I'm a big fan For like many many years And then you have Did that Did you
1: see the cue card I wonder if you wrote it out V-E-E-R uh, you should ask for the cards.
0: Oh, okay. I, I I'm didn't sorry, think of
1: it, but <laughs> we can still we can still count. <laughs> I bet they still have them.
0: But so, like, you know, I remember walking in, and uh, you know, you've seen this guy for like 20 years, and then celebrities are always more. You know, it's strange when you meet your celebrities for in, sure. in, in real life. So, yeah. I, so I was a little bit starstruck. Did he and, come back
1: to the green room? Yeah, we
0: we hung out for like five, ten minutes after the show, and then
1: after, did he say hello before though?
0: No. Okay. I'd like, just before I walked out behind the curtain, he came and said hello and said, have a good time. They're really nice. All oh, right. okay. Yeah. That's I, nice. I was worried about the opening joke because I felt like it was kind of mm-hmm. assholic. Remind me. Uh, it was, uh, have you been to India? If you haven't, you must go because your jobs have. Uh, and, and I was like... Yeah, you went strong. I went strong. So you I, know
1: what my Conan advice is? It's funny that you say that. <laughs> your first joke isn't going to work. That's not the case with you. you. Your first joke worked.
0: Yeah, but I, I was worried I'd lose them there. Yeah. Because it was... It was doing that and then asking them to go with the accent and all of that stuff and then making fun of Trump. And I was kind of debating about whether to go down that road. And you're
1: working with JP.
0: Uh, Yes. JP Buck. Yes.
1: (laughs) But he voted go Go at him hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. I mean, I said I said, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen like 75 times. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You say ladies and gentlemen a lot.
0: I do. In your your special, I mean.
1: And it's not too much. This isn't me being passive aggressive. You like, you know, you're performing for how many thousand?
0: In India, it was about 11.
1: 11,000 people. Yeah. You're going to throw out a few ladies and gentlemen.
0: <clears throat> I know, but on Conan, it was like in five minutes, I said it four times or five times. And I that's understand. my nervous thing. I understand. You know, so.
1: Yeah, no, that that that's totally understandable. I wouldn't beat yourself. Nobody's going to remember that. <laughs> it's an interesting thing, though, with your special. It kind of made me nervous because to me, it was like you're doing your American special. But then yes. it, it, to me, it was like I'm doing the special over here, and then I'm also doing it for my parents. Does that make sense? I know it wasn't your relatives, Mm -hmm. but it's like I couldn't write an act that would work, let's just say, for my parents and the people that I grew up with, and also a club in New York. And it's a tricky line to cross, or walk, rather, tightrope.
0: I looked at it as um, shit that I want to say, it doesn't, so it
1: doesn't really matter.
0: And shit that needs to be said. So same for both. Same for both. Like I did the exact same show. Is that right? Yeah, but I, I feel like the perfect special, and I certainly haven't written it yet, I'm not even close, meanders between shit you want to say and shit they want to hear, mm. you know, in a cool way. Um, and comedians that take you on that journey and keep bringing you back and forth. So, I I mean, when I looked at the special and and it was a two-hour show that we edited down to like an hour five, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember looking at India and being like, eh, I feel like it's preachy at times. And I'm so happy we did New York because that's kind of fucking around in a club and it's kind of intimate and, and, eh. Two shows there too? Yeah. Yeah. And go on. So the edit was just a, that sound mix was the toughest thing I've ever done. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah, I, It was I really a, tough. I've been there. Tell me why, though.
0: So the weird thing is we had 11,000 people losing their mind. But it's a government stadium, so they didn't give us access to the roof or the rafters because it was like <laughs> a, a security thing. There were crickets and pigeons up in the rafters. Literally fucking crickets. <laughs> uh, so at some point during the more quiet, poignant bits in the special, I'm hearing like... Shh, 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 shh. Wow. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And the sound guy's like, it's crickets. And I'm like, that is the most... Like, oh. how stereotypical is that? We can't get rid of this tumbleweed either.
1: <laughs> it's government tumbleweed. It's going to blow by. I'm sorry. So do
0: so you know what we did? We underlaid America with crickets. To
1: make it crickets
0: throughout? Yeah. So just that, that hum just stays throughout the fucking special.
1: That is brilliant.
0: <laughs> so, so we added cricket sounds in America. You are the only
1: comedy special in history.
0: That has added crickets to this. (laughs) That added crickets.
1: And when the crickets were cricketing, were you like, shit, I should have been nicer to the cab driver? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. You should feel really good about it. Thank you, man. Tell me what you've learned about being married. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that. How long has it been?
0: It's been two, two and a half years, but we lived together for like five years. Okay, fine. Yeah,
1: Wikipedia was wrong. Yeah, that's the first time that's happened.
0: I'm, I mean, man, I'm, I'm batting above average. She's way out of my league. Really? Yeah, she's, she's awesome. And,
1: and is there anything you would tell people, like such such as myself, about what it's like to maintain? I mean, it's been seven years now. You're right at the itch. Have you ever heard of the seven year itch? (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it boils down to like ten minutes. Like you know, the shit you talk about ten minutes before you fall asleep. Mm. um when you 're just lying there in the dark yeah that 's your marriage <laughs> you know what I mean
1: i 'm glad I asked that 's a great answer <laughs> and
0: you obsess about the stuff that happens all throughout the day, and you worry about who you are and how it 's going, and are we you know blah, 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 blah. for literally twenty three hours in fifty minutes you 're worrying about the wrong shit. Mm. If you want to know what your marriage is it 's that ten minutes mm. and if that 's good, your marriage is good if mm. that 's shit, your marriage is shit mm. that 's it. so try and make those ten minutes count.
1: Val and I try and think of it like a sleepover. Like we have a sleepover every night. <laughs> yeah. So that, that goes in line with yeah. that. It's like if you were having a sleepover and and Kumail and Emily say, if you go out to dinner, mm-hmm. they play a game where like if this was the first date, would you go on a second one? Yeah. And nice. that, that's – that. it haunts me, that question. Yeah. And it also inspires me to...
0: But are you doing like the big, big wedding or are you going to kind of get away and... Not an
1: Indian wedding. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a... Because we did it small. Like we went oh, to really? Sh- Sri Lanka, got a private, like just I a small I like the place. Indian wedding. You, you
1: yeah. missed your calling. You didn't do a three-day extravaganza?
0: No. I mean, because then... Like, so in India, I wouldn't have gotten any privacy. So we I we went off to Sri Lanka. We got like just took over a hotel. It was. Did
1: you jump there like Hanuman? <laughs> Hit it. All right. No, <laughs> you didn't I, want to. I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, got a hotel and like eighty people on a beach. Yeah. No cell phones allowed. So wow. We took we took their cell phones and we're like, you have to fucking interact with each other for four days.
1: Wow, good for you. Yeah, it was. Fun. And it was magical. It was amazing. I believe it. Yeah. Like so great, good for you. Well, speaking of Hanuman, where are you spiritually now? I don't know if you're familiar with the show, but we always talk to the guests about their beliefs. I, I we I know you were raised yes. Hindu, mm-hmm. um, and please don't feel judged. But you know, yeah. you, you eat beef and all that stuff. Yeah. It, so, your how are, what is your worldview? What happens when you die? What are we doing here? What is this a game? Is this a dance? Is this a test?
0: Okay, is um, there a reward?
1: Is there a punishment?
0: I'm a strong believer in God. Higher power. I'm a dipper into Hinduism, into Hindu tradition. A what into it? A dipper. Like, I'll dip it. Oh, you dip. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and it's maybe because I believe 40% of the stuff, and uh, a lot of it is because my parents believe they are the other 60% of the stuff. You uh, know, so...
1: So you get the full circle... Yeah, but w- with but I'll, I'll do it because my,
0: it's important to my parents as well. Right. Um, I believe strongly in reincarnation. Mm. I believe we come back. And you believe
1: you've been here before?
0: I do. For Thou- sure. Thousands of times. And I believe this, that there's certain people who haven't been here before as well. New people. New people. Who could very well be old. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you, you meet like a 60-year-old person and you're like, it's his first round on the planet. First time around. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: I believe that strongly.
1: But what about uh, enlightened people? Are there mm-hmm. are there special people that God sends to help us?
0: Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't. I I mean... I know there's sneaky people, like God creates sneaky people. Sneaky people? <laughs> like, I, there's a thing, I, I believe it, it's called sneaky face. And some people just have sneaky face. And it's it's not anything particular, but it's just something about the way their eyes and, and something come together, you know they're sneaky. Do you have that? Sure. Where you, just, you look course. at a person, and you're like, I don't know you, but you're just, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever taken mushrooms? I've not taken mushrooms. If you so. take
1: mushrooms, you get your sneaky face radar yeah. goes through the roof. <laughs> it, it sounds bad. It sounds like you become judgmental. It's more that you tune into your intuition more, okay. and you're like, it's not that they're bad people. It's, mm-hmm. it's you'll have a thought like, Dave is out for himself today. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or Dave's heart is closed. Like it's something like your wife might say, like yeah. Dave's aura is off yeah. today. That that's a mushroomy feeling. So you think there aren't necessarily enlightened people. That are outside of the mess that we're all stuck in, but there are sneaky people. I think there are sneaky. We're trying people.
0: to <laughs> that what? God. I don't. That, that's mix it up. Mix it up. Really? Yeah. Challenge you. Yeah. Steal from you. Not steal from you. Just. I mean, I don't think God just created good people in this. You know, and and He was like, everybody's fantastic.
1: Well, cops need robbers. Yeah. Uh, so you think He made some robbers? I think. He made I don't some mean robbers. literally robbers. Yeah, I, I think mean he like positive with no negative means no charge. Yeah, because
0: I think you have to make a choice as a human being as to who you're going to be, right? And if there's no opposite reference point for who you shouldn't be, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't be able to make that choice.
1: Yeah. I've heard that, you know, I just said it. So I'm commenting on what I just said. But we get an electrical charge with a positive and a negative. And it's so funny that even the universe itself gives us this clue that we need opposites. Like, it's in our biology, and it's also in our personalities, mm-hmm. so I think that's interesting. So you think you're going to die, and you're going to, and you're going to come back. I think so. No memory of this.
0: I uh, so I, I believe in supernatural stuff as well. Like I believe that you can remember past life stuff. You know, I'm I, I have, with hypnosis and stuff. With hypnosis, have you and done this? I've not. No, but I, I have like friends who, um, this is a friend's younger cousin, one of my best friends, and she was two or three years old, and they were driving by a building in Delhi, and you know she's. Suddenly he says, uh, that building, there was a lady and her hair was on fire. Mm. Man, this is a three-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, okay, this is a weird fucking kid. <laughs> and and yep. drove by. Valium. Yeah, that building <laughs> burned down like 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Wow. And so I believe shit like that happens. Well, you know? that's
1: what I'm talking... See, when I'm talking about going to India, yeah. you hear those stories yeah? of the kid, as soon as he can t- talk, the young girl mm-hmm. says... Uh, Someone murdered me and, uh, and they go and they find the guy that murdered them mm-hmm. and then they find where they buried the axe. Of course, you have that joke about like it's a 3,000-year-old. You don't say game of telephone but yeah. like these things are verbal or oral traditions. Yes. So I yeah. understand that they might not – it's kind of like a what's the difference. But it is interesting. You hear those stories, hair on fire and here's where the hatchet is buried. Why would I know that
0: yeah. uh, stuff? And you're into it. I believe it, and like I, I wouldn't go to like a past life regression, you know, session or anything like that. But why? I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think I want to know. You know what I was? Mm. What if I was Mussolini in my last life? Who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know why would you want to? <laughs> I don't think do you'd that be to yourself. <laughs> a super successful uh,
1: Indian comedian with Mu- <laughs> Netflix a Mussolini. You'd need a few to work that off, right? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and what about? If you believe in reincarnation, yeah. if we're stuck in samsara, mm-hmm. there's no getting out of it. Because if you don't believe in an enlightened, and I'm not trying to, I think mince maybe your word.
0: no, but I think maybe you you go a certain amount of rounds, and if you've if you've done your time and been good enough, you get out, like Buddha, yeah, right, at some point, point. and then you're out, yeah. and then you go back. There was a great movie called Defending Your Life. Do you remember yeah. that movie, Albert Brooks and, and Meryl Streep? I think, and they go, yep. Mm-hmm. And I I think some version of that does exist where. If, if you're really good and you're done, you get to go to heaven and if not, you have to keep going back. Right. But it's funny because to me,
1: uh, and I say this just for conversation, it's like if you're really free then mm-hmm. you're done. Yeah. I feel like there are, and this is a, a, a traditionally Indian thing, a lot of times Western people would have a hard time with the Indian gurus because they would smoke or they yeah. would womanize or they would drink yeah. or whatever it was, but they would be somewhere else. You know what yeah. I mean? That thing, that idea of nobody home not buying into the game being like, yeah, my body smokes, but I'm non-local. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so defending your life makes it seem like I don't know. I think there's there's another level to it where it's like it's not necessarily about being good as it's about seeing like the Matrix, seeing the code, and Maybe. being like I gotta I'm gonna unplug now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that gives us a path to do whatever we want, mm-hmm. but it's a Ram Dass thing where he says it's not what you do as much as who's doing it and how you're doing it.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I have. You know, I've met maybe two or three people in my life who kind of reject every realm of reality that they're in. Mm. You know, and and just kind of are on their own plane. Mm-hmm. You know, and to them, bills don't exist and jobs don't exist. And it's uh, all a game. It's a, it's all a game. It's a simulation. You know, and and marriage isn't real. And you know, none of it is is real. Right. And it's fascinating to talk to those people. I just don't. I don't know if it's aspirational for me you know what I mean?
1: I completely understand. That's one of the tricky things to yeah. – we don't want to let go of the drama. Yeah, It's better, or at least it seems better, mm-hmm. to live in a world where we go like, no, marriage is real. Ethics yeah. ethics are real. The bus is real. Jobs are real. Money yeah. is real. We're buying into a lot of <laughs> things. Yeah. Like even money. I sometimes trip out just thinking about money. It's like I have paper in my pocket that yeah. represents gold that's somewhere else that no one's seen. But yeah. You and I – there are people – we could walk 45 minutes somewhere and someone would kill me for that paper yeah. because that's how hard we believe in it. Uh, and that's the drama.
0: But I'm curious, are, are you good with money?
1: T- in what way?
0: As in do you, uh, are you a saver?
1: Yeah, I, I, I save my money. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Like
0: I believe I will die penniless. Like I've never been able to hold on to money. Really? And, and touch what I'm rich, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just, um, it stresses me the fuck out.
1: <laughs> to hold on to it?
0: Yeah, like money stresses me out. Hmm. I've,
1: It's funny that you say that. Uh, A friend of mine is always saying, he's quoting Tupac Chopra saying, money is karma and you need to keep it moving. Holding on to it is a block. So you need to keep it flowing. And I was like, I understand, but, you know, I'd like to have kids and I'd like them to be able to eat and go to school. And go to college. (laughs) That that, that would be nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, But the way I look at money is... Uh, you don't want it to be your master, but a great way to deprioritize it is to have enough of it that you don't think about it. I always yeah. think about it in Forrest Gump where they invested in Apple. I remember, and he's yeah. like, "One less thing to worry about." I'm like, "That is a good relationship with money if you can have enough." And they say it's about seventy thousand dollars of free money mm-hmm. is, is the is the number of freedom. It's like that much money isn't that much different from five million. If you have seventy thousand, I'm not saying for your food mm-hmm. and your bills, you just have it in the bank. In the bank. Mm-hmm you're about as happy as somebody with 5 million. It's just like, that's it. Wow. The guy with 5 million is eating goose egg omelets or whatever the fuck. But you can, you can get a car if your car explodes. You can pay your hospital bills, you know, to a certain extent, all that sort of stuff. So I, I just like the freedom that comes in having enough of it. Because I really, the game of when you don't have enough, mm-hmm. then you really, I feel like you obsess about it. But then there are also people that have tons of it that obsess about it. So but you this, country's be tough,
0: this country's tough. This country's tough. Like, I believe that America is one of the worst countries in the world to be poor. Sure, you know it's. Um, because Tell me
1: why. Is it better to be poor in India or Africa?
0: I think from a moral perspective, yes, because I feel like if you're, you know, food, Medicare, uh, family taking care of family, all of that stuff. If yeah. you're if you're in a rough place, there's more people looking out for you. I feel
1: in America. In America, you certainly see the the homeless guy yeah. who
0: has family. By the way, you're the only right? country with fat poor people. I've never seen that before anywhere.
1: Well, we poison our people. I don't know if you know. That. Yeah, I, <laughs> like I know. We don't we don't eat food.
0: I know, but <laughs> anywhere else in the world, poor people you know don't look like American poor people. Right. Like your poor people have McDonald's and Burger King and, and right. It's, it's because crazy. our
1: cheapest foods are it's, are the worst for yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Empty empty stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. I used to think. I remember growing up. Uh, and looking at like impoverished communities Mm -hmm. and I never understood. I was like, these people are super overweight, whatever that means. What is the right way to say it? I I heard on NPR you shouldn't say overweight, but it's like. Really? Yeah, because it assumes that weight is a thing. It's like Bollywood. Good Lord. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I know. It's not even to get into a PC discussion. I just want to make sure uh, I'm clear here. It's like people that are heavier. Mm -hmm. You can't argue with that. Yeah. We're the poor people, Uh, and that that is a a, a strange American phenomenon. On one hand, I understand that we have to manufacture a lot of food for a lot of people. Like they're saying in the next – I learned that on S-Town. The next 50 years, we're going to have to produce more food than in the last 500 years or something like that combined. So we have a lot of fucking people, uh, but then food technology at a certain point – isn't in service of the people. You can eat something; yeah. your belly will have something in it, mm-hmm. and that, from like a dust ball perspective, is good. But the next level of the game is to say, how can we eat things that are actually
0: well? You know, nutritious. The, so I, we have a, a small flat in, in a town called Goa. I don't know if you know where Goa, go, right? So Jason it's born. Yeah, there you go, right? So beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah beach town, buy, hippie great. You can buy mushroom, like go. mushrooms, mushrooms acid, whatever you want, right? <laughs> Goa is full How of... How fu- have you not done mushrooms? <laughs> I, just, I don't know. It's, Why? What's wrong with you? I just... I'm just kidding. Ne- i never had like, the opportunity. I you're in Goa.
1: You have a place in Goa.
0: I'll get caught in Goa. Right? <laughs> You'll get caught? Yes.
1: Take them into your flat. <laughs> no, do them on the beach. I'll do it
0: with you. There's no way I can do them. Go-
1: you go- are <laughs> my hookup. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact you. I'm going to go to Goa. We're going to sip mushroom tea on the beach.
0: So Goa full of dentists. I don't- oh, wow. Just because Americans are coming down and getting all their dental work done in Goa. Why? Because it's,
1: cause it's, so it's fucking cheap. It's cheap. I it's, mean, it's expensive here.
0: It's, so so. Your, your medical system makes no sense. All due respect, like please, medicines, the same medicine costs 6% of what it costs in America. Mm. You know, and braces, for instance, like um, the average trip to the emergency room over here, if you don't have insurance is what, three grand? Mm. Would you say? About, yeah. Right? It's a nightmare. It's a hundred bucks in India to go and see a doctor and, and chances are you're fucking seeing an Indian doctor in they're your emergency Indian room. Indian doctors? <laughs> right. <laughs> in American emergency rooms anyway. Yeah. So the same level of skill, the same level of technology. Right. Costs a hundred bucks. Yeah. In India. That's crazy. And I don't know why. I mean, you're charged. really
1: saying something if it's cheaper to fly to go. That's a long ass flight. Absolutely. That's a 20 hour flight. And they're
0: coming with their kids to get their braces done. Because yeah. they can't afford braces in America.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, we're fucked in a lot of ways. I mean, everybody is. Yeah. Everybody's fucked in different ways. Yeah. I mean, you guys just outlawed a lifestyle, like a
0: legitimate lifestyle. We also have 50% of our people below the poverty line, you know, and and education is our biggest problem. Right. We have 1.2 billion people. Yeah. yeah. I I was reading the other day, India, second most investable destination in the world right now, Uh, primed to be the third largest economy after America and China. Hmm largest working population under 35 on the planet right now Hmm. these are fucking humongous assets to have you know in in your kitty but if we don't educate our people really fast we're gonna fuck it up right you know
1: do you think there's like a like your goldfish thing Mm mm-hmm is India dragging its feet because it wants to say, like the caste system right yeah. the caste system is, system
0: is strange and you can but ra- it's gone you, you do know that I, I know it's gone yeah, but like yeah. it's,
1: it's the place that holds on to things like yeah. that longer yeah. than it ought to have perhaps is there a cultural idea that like we could advance but then we'll lose India
0: see you guys don't have that because you're a very young country yeah you know what I mean yeah because your, your culture isn't that old Right. Right, and our culture is so fucking old. Yeah. And there's so much more to lose if we lose that That's culture. what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: No, I'm, I'm actually, yeah. in the strangest way, I'm arguing for yeah. naked sadhus <laughs> and, and, and all the mess. And I say that lovingly. Like, you yeah. go to a quirky professor's house, and it's clear that he's a hoarder, yeah. but he has a first edition of The Great Gatsby above his toilet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's grit, and there's disease, and there's poverty, but there's a lot... Of richness. And it seems to me, when you are that old, you go like, you can't let, I'm calling America, the devil, (laughs) that way in, because we're going to lose some good stuff with the bad.
0: It becomes dangerous when you're trying to hold on to an ideal, because India traditionally and historically was a Hindu country. And we're no longer a Hindu country. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're a diverse country. And so every time you, you start saying we have to revert to the Indian old agenda... Inevitably, that becomes a Hindu agenda. Mm. And that's dangerous. Interesting. That's the same problem we're having. You know, (laughs) to to minority communities. But still, I I mean. That's, man, we're all the same. It's so funny. We're
1: talking and I'm trying to learn to point out differences. But it's like, oh, you're saying that the people that want to revert, when you revert, you're actually talking about a time that favored white
0: Christians. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said, America's very hard on itself. But this is just the world we live in. It's how humans
1: are. Yeah. That's very good, and that's where we are right now. I appreciate that. So you think when you die, <laughs> no, <going back laughs> to
0: that,
1: when you die, I'm assuming we're all gonna ha- we're all gonna be afraid a, a little bit, but you're gonna mm-hmm. be like, it's time, drop this one, and, and here we go again.
0: I think so. I'm I'm not um, terrified of death uh, in that sense. I mean, I'm. I think I know how I'll die. Is, really? Yeah. What do you mean? So literally, yeah. There's this uh, there's this one bridge in India, <laughs> all right. It's called car subway. Stay away from this. Bridge. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and it's this little tunnel that has like railway tracks above it, and it's this dingy fucking thing that I have to go through four times a week because I'm flying as a comedian over the weekend for flights, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'm convinced I will die in that tunnel. Just one day, there's going to be a train that's going to fall on top of my car, and I'm done. Really? Yeah, that's it's going to happen. That you day.
1: have. Fa- like you sit around and fantasize about this, or you have. Dreams Every
0: time I'm about going it? through it, I'm, I'm like, "Is today the day?" Okay, but you it's know?
1: more than fear. It's more than just like because I get that feeling when I go through the Holland Tunnel. Yeah, of, and I'm just which which is the one in New York that's it's the underwater? Yeah, Holland Tunnel yeah. is uh, Holland I think underwater. So. Yeah. I'm always like, this is underwater. This is like someone took a straw real fast. They pushed it through a river so it wouldn't get filled with water. That's not how they did it, but that's always what I think. And uh, you could die here. And you go through something like that all the time. I think so. But But it's
0: literally, I mean, the Holland Tunnel is really long. Car subway is 30 feet.
1: Really? (laughs) So I think. You have a very (laughs) honed in specific fear. Yeah. I've never wanted, (laughs) because if you do die that way. There is magic and there's more. And the world is like just a little bit more glistening. So
0: if I get trampled by a train, God exists. That's right.
1: I've never wanted a very pleasant, wonderful person to die by train. (laughs) But I'm like, you're very old. You're very, very old. You're doing your comeback, your second comeback tour. You kept kept trying to retire, but they kept calling you back. And then a train fell on you. And as the train fell, time slowed down and you had a moment to go. I knew it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I just watched like, the train fall and be like, Pete's going to enjoy this. <laughs> and that's my last thought. is my life flashes that's before That's perfect.
1: Now. I'm honored. I'm honored to be in the mix. <laughs> um, well, I love it, man. Do you feel good? Is there anything we didn't talk about that you need to no, you address? No, This was fun. It was very fun. Thank you for coming in early in the morning. And uh, we are, the final question we always ask is, can you think of a time you laughed really, 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 really hard in your life? You could have been a kid. It could have been yesterday. It doesn't matter. I, and it also doesn't have to be a good story. Just like when you think of yourself laughing,
0: who are you with? What are you doing? It's every day. I have a British bulldog called Dr. Watson. Okay. And they're hilarious dogs. I feel like I should be with this. I'm at <laughs> home. You got a Watson? <laughs> they, and he, um, he has tantrums every day. Mm. Like they, they talk, these dogs. And so <laughs> that's, that's what makes me laugh every single day. They have
1: little conversations?
0: Yeah. Like he has a conversation with me. Oh, with you? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it'll escalate. What it, does it sound like? It's just uh, I'll, I'll show you a video at some, but it's just like, okay, I want to go out, and then again, it'll be like, I want to go out, I want to fucking go out, man, fuck you, <laughs> 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 and then you go to sleep, <laughs> and then he'll he will get up and kind of go, you're a piece of shit, you know that? <laughs> That's <laughs> and then, great. Okay, please, can I go out? And, ah, and you know, just negotiate. And if you just wait for like ten minutes before you take him out, just You'll arrange, get to see the show. That, that that this dog goes through is fucking fantastic.
1: That. That's a fantastic answer. I I get that same feeling. My dog Brody is getting even better at like. I swear I didn't change my outfit. I mm-hmm. didn't put on shoes. There was no jingling of keys. Tell your wife my dog can absolutely sense intention for sure. In yeah. fact, they say that they can because you kick your dog by accident, and he's not mad at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he he knows when we're going for a walk, and he starts making the weirdest high pitch. It sounds like... You know what it sounds like? An underlay of crickets to a comedy special. <laughs> what nice. is the name of the special? Uh, a Broad Understanding. That's right. I just didn't want to get it wrong. Yeah. That would have been embarrassing for me. Kind of like the beginning of the podcast. Nice to see you. Good to see you, man. Ah! Don't you deli me. <laughs>
0: don't, don't
1: you Hollywood me. Don't Bollywood me. <laughs> That's what I say when people come up and throw spices at me.
0: You should just... Fucking now Everybody you meet You should just be like Man don't Bollywood me Yeah And then don't address it And just walk away That's right So that they wonder What that shit Let's is Let's get that started <laughs> It's
1: like I didn't start A collective dance I don't know what He was talking about uh, Thank you so much Veer It was a pleasure
0: It was so much fun thank Very you, nice man. to meet you
1: Would you say keep it crispy It's how we end
0: Keep it crispy uh, No question I it. it doesn't mean anything bad It's a good thing It's a good cool. thing Thank you very much Thank you man My 900 shoes 850 I'm so crispy I'm so crispy My ice can making you wanna now leaving Nerdist.com dot com.